No matter where you're at in your business right now, monetarily, that has no bearing on your expertise. There's going to be some correlation over time, of course, on whether or not you're making money and how you're presenting your expertise, but you could have so much experience that makes you the perfect coach for your people. But if you just started your business, your income's probably not going to reflect all of that expertise yet. Welcome to She Leads First, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who are ready to build a brand that will become a revenue generating machine. Hey guys, I'm Emily Sincata, a brand and business strategist with years of experience in both marketing and online product development. Each week, myself and my guests are going to share our own experiences and knowledge with you so that you can figure out exactly what about your brand is going to keep people coming back for more. You'll leave this podcast equipped with the confidence to tackle those big goals that are going to scale the impact of your brand and your bank account. It's time for you to embody that CEO energy and start leading first. After all, you're building more than just a business. You are building a movement. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of She Leads First. I know if you're listening to this, it is likely the day after Christmas. If you're listening to this right as it comes out, if you celebrated Christmas or whatever holidays you and your family and your loved ones celebrate, I hope that you had such an amazing holiday season, that you are taking time off to rest, that you are excited for the new year, but not putting so much pressure on yourself to jump into the new year energy that you are not relaxing and taking that much needed break that as entrepreneurs, we all need. So wherever this podcast is finding you today, I hope that you are taking some time for yourself and you are really enjoying the magic of this season. With that said, what I want to chat to you today about is something a little bit more reflective. We are getting close to the end of the year here. We are getting ready to step into new year energy and you might already be in one or the other, but I want to take a moment and just pause in a little bit of reflection to share with you some of the things that came forward for me this year. If you've been following along, you might have seen me share bits and pieces of this. I've been keeping some of the cards close to my chest just because I don't like to share in the middle of something big that's happening. I like to share on the other side of it when I have some perspective. So I'll absolutely be sharing more details down the line of what really happened this year for me because like I started to say, I've I've been sharing bits and pieces of, oh, this was a really big shifting year for me. A lot was happening behind the scenes. A lot was happening in my personal life that impacted the way I was doing business. And I had to sit with a lot of change and I had to navigate a lot of change. And so with that always comes a lot of lessons, right? Whether you are ready for them or whether you are not, change always brings lessons with it. And sometimes they're lessons that you don't want to learn, but they're lessons that you have to learn. And that is absolutely the experience that I had this year. And so I thought it would be fun to sit down and share with you five of the most important lessons that I learned this year in 2023, navigating this whole season of change inside of my business. So the first one, and I know that this is going to resonate with everyone. If not, it should. If it triggers you, sit with that because it's exactly what I had to do. But it's that your income truly does not equal your self-worth. 
And this hit me hard. I think the universe knew that I had a little bit of an ego bubbling up around the amount of money that my business had started to make. And I had to face the facts that if I wanted to make the shifts that I wanted to make in my business, when I started to realize I wanted to change some things about my business structure, when I decided I wanted to pull some of my, all of my evergreen courses, except for Niche Mastery, my mini course, I pulled everything else for the sake of restructuring. And a lot of those restructuring rollouts are happening as we speak. And even into the new year, they took some time to complete. But I knew in pulling that to make them even better, I would have to let go of a certain level of income that those courses were making me in the time being. And it was, for some months, a good chunk of my income that I had been relying on, that I had been used to, that more, I don't want to say more importantly, because it's not more importantly, but more to the point of why it hurt, was I liked having that number of cash coming in every month. It made me feel good. It made me feel successful. And I had to really look at it and ask myself, am I willing to lose this certain level of income that I felt gave me a certain level of importance for this period while I restructure, while I rebuild things, while I change things? And it made me confront a lot of self-worth issues that I had tied into income. I've shared bits and pieces of this before too, but I didn't grow up with money. I come from a family of entrepreneurs that had a very difficult start and that start in their entrepreneurship, my parents' entrepreneurship happened when I was very young. And there were a lot of things that just went wrong that made it so we just didn't have money growing up. And so a lot of those stories I carried with me into adulthood of once you have money, everything is better and you're a better person and you're successful. And like, that's how you you get your status is, is through your money. And there was a lot of stuff in there that I had to face, but going through it and letting my income drop for the time being when I was rebuilding, when I was restructuring, was very healing because I really did have to look at this and say, am I going to let this derive my self-worth? And thankfully, this happened at a stage in my business where I am very confident now at this stage, the value I can provide to my clients. Now, if this had happened maybe in my first six months of business, that would have been a different story because you're still getting your footing early on. You're still really grounding into your expertise and you're still letting the client results roll in. So that helps with the validation of, okay, I really do know what I'm doing and I really am helping people. But thankfully, I had already done years of work figuring out my niche and figuring out my zone of genius and figuring out where I help people the most. So I really forced myself to lean on that in those months where I was like, okay, maybe the income doesn't match where I feel like I am in my business because I'm I'm intentionally restructuring, reminding myself that as well. But it forced me to really come back to Are you leaning on your income as the thing that makes you feel worthy or are you letting yourself feel worthy because of everything else that makes you the coach that you are? And I think that that's such a beautiful reminder because no matter where you're at in your business right now, monetarily, that has no bearing on your expertise. There's going to be some correlation over time, of course, on whether or not you're making money and how you're presenting your expertise, but you could have so much experience that makes you the perfect coach for your people. But if you just started your business, your income's probably not going to reflect all of that expertise yet. 
And I know that somebody here is in that situation right now where it's like, maybe you're feeling unworthy to go after the things that you want because the income's not there, but maybe the income's just not there because you haven't given it your business time to grow and to build. And so it's all coming, but remember it's, it's not the income that makes you worthy to do this work. That comes from you. That comes from within. That comes from the work that you're willing to put in to refine your expertise and not necessarily the number in the bank account. So that was my first lesson that I did know ahead of time. Okay, you guys, I'm like, I do know that. I knew consciously that income does not equal self-worth, but subconsciously I was holding a, a lot of worth in my income. And it wasn't until I had to say, okay, am I okay parting with this for a while? Am I okay letting some of this go with the knowledge that I'm going to be building it back up even stronger and even better? But can I walk away from it and not feel like my whole world is crumbling down, like my whole persona is crumbling down around me if suddenly the bank account doesn't say what it used to? And so such a powerful lesson that the universe handed to me this year and let me look at and and move through. And so I hope that this finds you in divine timing as well. The second big lesson that I got this year in 2023 is that when something feels off, it is off. When something feels off, it's off, especially if it's something that you've been working on for a while. And this ties into everything I was just saying. But with my business and with my courses, I had just always had this feeling of like, I think that something needs to be different or I think that I want to change this. But it was a very scary thing to face head on and look at and say like, again, Am I going to let the income dip happen? Because if I pull these courses, that's what's going to happen. Number two, am I admitting failure? If I pull things down and say, these could be better, that was a big subconscious one too. But really having to lean in and trust my gut and say, okay, if I am feeling something is off and this feeling isn't going away and it's not something I'm just can mindset away because I tried all the things, right? Like tried all the reframing, tried grounding in and being like, people are getting results. These are great. And looking for the results that I really wanted to anchor in, in my external reality. But I kept coming back to, even after those bouts of work where I would momentarily feel better, I kept coming back to saying, something's off in my gut. I know something needs to be changed and finally giving myself permission to trust that. And since I did, and since I've started to really ask myself the question of like, okay, well, if something feels off, what is it? What do I need to shift? What do I need to change? And then going and making those changes one little bit at a time oh, everything feels so much better. Everything feels so much more aligned. Everything is flowing so much easier. And so it's a really great reminder that when you've got this nagging feeling that's not going away of I think something needs to shift or I feel insecure about this, don't just assume that you need to like toxic positivity it away, right? I mean, us in personal development communities, we, we do have a little bit of an inclination to do that. We always want to look for the positive, which is fantastic. We always want to reframe things, which is fantastic. But sometimes it can cause us to ignore our own intuition a little bit. And so again, when that nagging feeling isn't going away, taking a look at it and asking why and then making the shifts that you feel called to make. Number three, this was a great one. Hiring the right coach in the right time makes all the difference. And this comes back to, I mean, these are all building on each other. I didn't even plan it that way when I wrote it, you guys, but divine, it's working out. But knowing when something feels off, also knowing what you need. 
giving yourself permission to feel into and ask and answer honestly, what kind of support do I need in this season? And so I went through a long phase in 2023 where I didn't hire anyone because I couldn't figure out who I needed. (laughs) I couldn't figure out what the right hire was for me. And I had made a lot of bad hires. I had made a lot of hires where it wasn't the, the coach's fault, but I hired somebody that I didn't need their expertise. And you know, there was one investment in particular where I really after that was like, I got to pause and not invest for a while until I figure out my next move because I invested tens of thousands of dollars in a coach that was a personal power coach, but I didn't need personal power. But that's not the coach's fault. That was my fault. I panic invested thinking you just need to invest to get in the room with people who are successful or people who are doing things, which there is truth to that. But I hired somebody whose expertise was not the expertise I needed because I was moving too quickly to pause and ask myself, what do I need in this season? And so I ended up kind of throwing some money down the drain, so to speak, or rather we could call it a very expensive lesson in learning that you need to hire the things that you know you need. And if you don't know, get curious, start asking, ask yourself, ask externally, talk to coaches about what they can help you with before you hire them. Do your due diligence. Part of that is on you as well too. When we talk about being burned by investments, how many times could we have saved ourselves if we just asked a few more questions and weren't afraid to ask a few more questions to the coach? I think that that is completely within your right as you are contemplating these big investments. But I found myself, I got to a point once my nervous system settled when I was like, okay, You're doing fine without any one-on-one support. You're doing good. You know your stuff. This is fine. Everything's fine. I got to a point where I kept saying, oh, I want to hire a coach whose brain works like mine. I wish I could find somebody that does for me what I do for my clients, somebody who thinks about marketing in the same ways as me. And once I had that clarity, the right coach revealed themselves. (laughs) It's It's like magic how this stuff happens. But Having that investment then that I could make in them from a grounded place and from a very clear place of coming to them and saying, this is the type of support that I'm looking for. I believe that you provide it based on what I've seen in in X, Y, and Z in your content and the other smaller programs I've invested with you with. Can you help me with this? And then get clarity on, yes, this is the type of coach that I am. This is the kind of support that I can give. Hiring the right coach, it truly made all the difference in helping me expedite my services, expedite my business growth, and get things done the way I want them done. Number four, don't try to do it all at once. Oh, this is a lesson every single person needs. And it's one of those where like, you know it, but I need you to really look at your operations and how you are trying to move. Do you have 10 projects in the work at once? If yes, I need you to cut that down. I think I wasted six months of this year thinking about the projects that I needed to do and feeling overwhelmed on which one to start with when when I finally just put my head down and was like, okay, I'm going to get one of these done. I got it done in like a month, okay? But it took six months when I was trying to do it all at once or even just trying to think about doing it all at once that nothing happened. There is such an opportunity cost to switching tasks and to having... So many projects ongoing at once is what I'm trying to say here. Like you need the ability to focus in and complete one project before moving to the next. And yes, even my manifesting generators, okay? Because I am one too. So I already hear your objections coming up, but I like to jump from thing to thing. 
there's a way to do it without still having 10 projects ongoing at once. You need to give yourself the ability to really hone in on one so that your brain isn't constantly jumping from one thing to the next, losing where you were, forgetting what you wanted to do. Give yourself permission to understand your design if you are a manifesting generator and maybe have like little things you can switch to if like today I just want to work on my content and I'm going to batch a bunch of content, but I'm still going to have this be the one main project that I'm working on that's going to move my business forward. So you can still kind of bounce around to where your energy is, but you're finishing something. You're getting something done because like I'm saying, you guys, when you're doing too many things at once, nothing gets done. And then number five, everything is happening in divine timing and in your favor. This one is is so frustrating when things aren't happening at the speed that you want them to. But as we always say, hindsight is 2020. And if I look back on all of the things that went quote unquote wrong for me this year, which in the middle of this year, it felt like everything. It really felt like everything was just falling through my fingers, like sand falling through my fingers or like just burning down around me. And I felt like I had no control over it. And I was just kind of sitting in the middle of the flames being like, please help, (laughs) please help. Because every time I try to fix it, something goes wrong. And that really was the vibe of this year for me. And so much of it truly was out of my control. Like it was things that I couldn't have predicted, couldn't have expected to happen, things that hit me out of nowhere. And it's so easy in the middle of that to just get frustrated and to feel like you need to blame something externally and feel like everything is happening to you and not for you. But just remember if you're in one of those seasons right now that everything is unfolding exactly how it needs to. And when you get to the other side of this, you're going to look back and you're going to see the lessons and you're going to be so grateful for it. One of the like best examples that I can pull forward of this to help make this a little bit tangible or maybe give you a little bit of glimmer of hope if you are going through it right now, which my heart goes out to you if you are, because I have spoken to a lot of women this year who have just had a tough year. So I really do empathize with being in the messy middle, being in the middle of the, the stuck and the difficult times. But like I said, one of the, the best examples I can pull forward where at the time it felt horrible was when I realized I had to postpone and at the time I thought cancel the event that I was supposed to run in October of this year. I had another Momentum Mastermind live event scheduled that it just wasn't working out. Talk about external things going wrong. I just, there was no way that event was going to happen. As soon as I started launching it, I just knew it. And I ended up having to pull it and I was devastated. Oh, I was so devastated. I was telling myself I was a failure. I was like, look at all this money you're going to lose. Like I just, all the things, I was so upset. But then I took a beat. I sat with it. The hotel told me, hey, you can't get out of your contract. So that definitely helped too. They were like, you still owe this much money, but if you want, you can schedule the event on another date. And so I was like, okay, well, I can either go and hang out in that room by myself and throw myself a little pity party and spend thousands of dollars for that pity party, or maybe I can try to make something out of this. Maybe there is an opportunity to do another event later in the year. And 
that event ended up being the event that I hosted just a few weekends ago with my friends from Scottsdale, Arizona, Tracy and Johnny, who of Elevated Exchange, who have been on this podcast. You may recognize those names. And it was the best event ever. It was so good. Everybody was in there at just the right time who was an attendee. They got exactly what they needed out of it. It relit my spark for doing events. It relit the spark of my friends that I co-hosted with for doing events, so much so that we are already planning to do more together in the future. And that partnership never would have been born had I not had to cancel the October event. And if you had asked me, how that would have come about like at in that moment in Oct- in October when I was crying because I had to cancel that event, how I was going to get myself out of it. I never, never in a million years would have put together the pieces of, oh, you're going to reach out to these friends you have in Scottsdale that are already running events. And you're going to ask them if, if they want to partner with you because they live right by the hotel venue that you had booked. And you guys are going to end up throwing an epic event together so much so that you decide that you want to do more together. And now you're building this incredible community of women. Everything about That December event that we just hosted was so aligned and so divinely timed, but I could not have planned it if I tried. (laughs) I could not have planned it without having the breakdown first, without having the first event truly yanked out from underneath me so that I had to look around and say, okay, what other options do I have? That event was so inspired, but it was truly born out of desperation for a a lack of a better way to say it. I mean, we didn't go into it with desperate energy, but it was one of those backs against the wall situations where I had to look around and say, all right, Emily, what are you going to do? This is entrepreneurship. What are you going to do with this? How are you going to make the most of this? How are you going to turn this into a positive? And it just was such a powerful reminder, like I said, for number five here, that everything is happening for you and everything is happening in divine timing. So even if you're in the middle of a lesson right now, if something just got yanked out from underneath you that you were so excited to do or that you were working on, or if something just isn't working out the way that you thought it was going to, I guarantee it's because something better is coming for you. You just need to hang on. So I hope that you found yourself in the story and that some of these five lessons resonated with you. Like I said, it's been a really big transformative year over here, and I always like to share what I can. I love to be transparent with you guys, but at the same time, like I said, I don't like to share like right in the pain points of things because I don't have the lesson yet. It ties right back to number five there. I need to be on the other side of it to share it in an impactful way. And I think that that's a beautiful lesson for all of us as well, that you know, it's taken me some time to learn in my, my days and my years of being on social media and being in a job where you really are documenting your life and what's going on of sometimes you just got to wait until you're on the other side of the emotional trigger of whatever it is that you're going through so that you can share with perspective, so that you can share the lesson. And I'm so grateful that I got to do that with you right now, right here today with these five lessons that I learned in 2023. I would encourage you to do a little reflection on your own 2023 as well. Take stock. What happened? What was your transformation? What were your lessons? And maybe even share those with your audience today. That could be a fun piece of content for you in this little interim season that we are in post holidays, pre-new year, getting ready for 2024. So as always, you guys, if you love this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could take a screenshot of the episode, share it to your stories, tag me along with your biggest takeaway from the episode. It is one of the best ways for us 
to get this message and this podcast out to more people who need it. So it means the world to me whenever you can share. All right. I love you so much. Thank you for being here with me. Enjoy your holiday break. I hope you are resting up and I will see you in the next episode. Hey, before you go, I've got two quick things for you. Number one, I want to say thank you so much for being here. It truly means the world to me that you choose to spend your time here listening to these conversations, tuning in with me, soaking up all of this information and everything that we are going through together. I cannot express how much gratitude I have for you for being here on this journey with me. With that said, number two, the second thing I have for you is I want to make sure that since you're here, you have my phone number. Seriously, I have an inner circle daily text list where every single day, Monday through Friday, I send out a positive affirmation or a journal prompt or something I've been thinking about, or even an aha moment that has completely shifted my perspective that I want to share with you too. So you can share in on everything that I am working on to grow and continue evolving and continuing to be the best version of myself. I want to share those things with you. And the best place to do it is through this inner circle daily text list. So if you want to get on this list, if you want to receive these messages from me, and again, yes, it's really me. It's coming straight from my phone. What you need to do is text the word community to my number at 213-606-3853. Again, that's the word community to my number 213-606-3853. As soon as you send me over that text, I will send you a message back with the quick details to officially register for this inner circle daily text list. And once you are all registered, we are ready to get to texting. The messages all go straight to my phone. I see all of the replies. I look at them. I send you messages back. So it is such a great way for us to connect and continue to work on our growth together. So go ahead and shoot me that message ASAP so that we can get connected.